Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back, everyone, for the final Tis the Podcast episode before Christmas 2022. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm scared by that statement. I'm Anthony. Is that a true statement, though? It is a true statement. It is a true statement. Our next episode drops the day after Christmas. Oh, holy crap, guys. It does. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. I also have to point out that this is the last episode of the sixth season of Tis the Podcast. Mm. Doesn't the season run through New Year? No, it oh. dies on Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> but in any case, we've never really defined our Christmas. The only reason I knew it was our sixth season uh, was because I asked Alexa to play Tis the Podcast. And it said this is season six episode, whatever, because I, I hadn't heard the <laughs> Natalie Bickle episode. Mm-hmm. So, like, from a TV sitcom perspective, then we've absolutely hit our stride and we need to end it on a high note because, like, honestly, six is the magic number, right? Is it? Maybe if you worship the devil. <laughs> six is a good number for certain shows that I really love. I feel like what? after you get to six seasons. I feel like six is a good number for a drama. I feel like Friends went on 10, The Office went on 9. Big Bang went on 12. Drama. Should have clarified, which is not our genre. So I'm not worried then, right? So we got a few more. We've got a few more years left in us. Julia's a cast member here in negotiations who's like up my salary to the million buck mark or I'm walking. <laughs> I, I tried the same thing, but everybody was like, dude, nobody cares if you stick around. You don't have the negotiating power of Julia. <laughs> So we can like, get okay, the second Tom. Ta- we can get the second Tom, like the second Darren. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am excited about. I'm so excited for Christmas. It's uh, you know, it feels a little less Christmassy when I'm not at home. When I'm you know here at my mom's house recording for Christmas, but it's gonna be great. And I'm also super excited. For our listeners to hear our Christmas Eve surprise this year, it's going to be epic. Guys, guys, speaking of Christmas, right now I checked the 10 day forecast. We are due for a white Christmas this year. <gasps> what? We are Jealous. due for three to five inches of snow on Christmas Eve. And then there are snowflakes on the forecast for the whole week leading up to Christmas. Oh my gosh. So we did get. I- you keep going. Sorry. I was going to say, we did get our first snow of the year the other day. So, whoa. That's amazing. Do you want to see what we got the other That's day? Amazing. Sure. 
this has actually not happened yet, but um, I just booked it today. I so Ellie's got some. We've got a fam, some family friends whose godmother is also Ellie's godmother, and so we invited their family. Who had, they have a son who goes to Ellie's school who's a year older and one who's a year younger that she's grown up with. So we invited them and Ellie's godmother to go looking at Christmas lights with us because Ellie said before the pandemic going every year with her godmother was her favorite thing. Oh. And I decided to rent a limo. And this was the last limo left. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel bad um, because this is definitely not in my... Um, this does not align with my environmental principles to ride around in a stretched pink Hummer limo, but um, <laughs> I figure it's one of those things you do once, right? Absolutely. Fully commit. That's amazing. That so is amazing. I'm excited for May 1st, white Christmas. I am excited. Well, it's supposed to be cold here for Christmas. So That's that gets good. us in, you know, in the area where maybe there will be snow. I was talking with somebody at work who's like my age about this. Like we used to have white Christmases like every year growing up, but now like climate change doesn't happen as often. So like very excited that it's a possibility. My luck, they're going to change the forecast, but right now it's looking good. We're Uh, in Houston Houston and the forecast has us going into the Santa will be flying into 29 degree weather. In Houston? And sunny. Holy crap. The city is going to shut down. It's sunny and 44 and 29 on Christmas Eve and 46 high on Christmas. So for being in Houston, that's that's not bad, y'all. That's insane. I I mean, Santa and his reindeer will probably appreciate that. I will love it. I can't can't imagine what it must be like for Santa, uh, you know walking going to places like australia in that big old heavy suit yeah because it's hot there barbecue for christmas our first snow though it happened on the day we saw darren chris's christmas concert which is magical i was about to say how did that go it was so fun he was so fun and funny we had really good seats we did have good seats i saw those pictures we have very good seats and uh the day before that, and I'm bringing this up because I uh, I heard a rumor somebody had a Linus moment on this show. The day before that, uh, me and Sarah saw a Christmas Story the musical, which was awesome. The cast was fantastic. The kids, I always love like uh, when kid actors can pull things off, as you know, because I'm a as cynic you know. about it. Yep. And uh, the kids are really great, but the adults were fantastic. Uh, cool. But I I heard a rumor over the weekend that uh, somebody watched a Christmas story with their family and actually really enjoyed it and came around on the old man. Was it me? Was it Jerry? Ha 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 ha. Who was it? Uh, I told you I wasn't going to admit that on camera. Jerk. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Julia. Oh, Tom. What? We, we might have snow when we're looking at lights. Look at that. That's pretty incredible. 21 degrees and snow on the 22nd. On the 20th is our, our advent our advent activity for the 20th is the botanical garden holiday light. So 
we're going to need to bundle up for that. 16 degrees. <laughs> Let's do I think it. we're doing that on Thursday. Oh, yay. It's wonderful. If you haven't done it before, it's great. We haven't. We just got our botanical membership. We've got to do, we've got to use all of our memberships at Christmas time. We got to do the zoo, the botanical garden, Philbrook. We got to go do it all. Yeah. Botanical garden is great. Like really great. It's I just was a very great place in it. general. Yeah. So I'm excited. So is ours. Tom's, I mean, Anthony's going to like all these shows and Tom and I are like the zoo, the botanical garden, Rima. Uh, we did go see, we did take Ellie to go see the Nutcracker. That was fun. The Nutcracker did, they is fun. Did a weird take on it with something that looked like Smokey the Bear and <laughs> instead of the Mouse King. No, they had the Mouse King, but it was just like one of the the other cultures that they do. They had a look like Smokey the Bear and two Ranger Ricks, and uh, Smokey the Bear had big stars that looked like pasties. We were just off camera and Anthony started a rant or we were, we weren't recording and Anthony started a rant that I thought he should share with the rest of the world. Anthony, sure. what were you saying? Sure. We were just talking about Parks and Rec and how Ron Swanson was a big breakfast guy. And I admitted, I am not, I do not like breakfast. I am not a breakfast food type guy. In fact, when we go out for breakfast, I try to make it a requirement that we go to one of those uh, places that serve lunch and dinner all day, including during breakfast, so I can get a full-blown like lunch or dinner meal while everyone else around me is eating breakfast. I don't know what to do with that information because I'm like the exact opposite. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day, and it doesn't matter where it falls in the day. I will. Oh, nope. I love breakfast food. Biscuits nope. and gravy, bacon, even hash growing, browns. The crazy even growing thing up. is I don't eat eggs. And that drastically reduces my breakfast options. Even growing up, I always hated it the night's mom would make breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner. It's just anarchy. Whereas Sarah, if we go out for a place for dinner that does like a diner or something that serves breakfast at dinner, she will get the breakfast because Sarah loves breakfast food. Bada bing, bada boom. Sarah, she knows what's going on. So I I will eat it if push comes to shove. I want to I want to like make that clear. It's not like I will refuse to eat bacon or something that's on my uh, on the plate like if we go for breakfast and that's all they're serving i can eat something for breakfast but i will never order pancakes out i will never order french toast out i like them but they have to be homemade homemade not restaurants diners anything like that i'm gonna lean into what anthony's saying here and say that for the most part i agree with anthony i don't like pancakes i don't like waffles um, oh, waffles are the worst. They're just a they're just a, a way to transmit real maple syrup. I don't like fake syrup at all. It has to be real, have that real flavor. Um, bacon is so unbelievably overrated, and I cannot stand bacon by itself. Um, I do not like breakfast sausage. Bring it, sister. I do not like breakfast sausage at all. I don't like it. My exception for breakfast food is I will like I do like breakfast burritos or tacos. But it's more of the taco or burrito aspect that I like. And uh, I do like biscuits and gravy or cornbread and gravy. Other I'm not that, a burrito guy, breakfast or dinner or lunch. That's one of the stupidest things you've ever said, Anthony. You just lost <laughs> me. Everything you eat can be put into a tortilla. I 
Another unpopular uh, hot Wait, take. Well, I- when I was growing up, Tom, I couldn't have my food touching. Me neither. I still have separator plates as a grown yeah. man. And then Christine got me these things that like um, they're, uh, they're they're they have a suction and you form your own sections on your plate because I can't stand my food to touch either. Burritos are different, though, because they're meant to touch. And uh, another thing that's amazing, if you haven't tried it yet, if you have like rice and stir fry, put it on a tortilla with a little sour cream and uh, uh, soy sauce. Huh. I don't like soy sauce. Oh, <laughs> just hate everything that's good. Why are you the way that you are, Anthony? Well, it's probably, honestly, my breakfast love is probably a salt content thing because breakfast foods are notoriously salty. And I really love salt, like a lot. I'm not a salt fan. Oh, my see? Wife. I am. It has to have something. Oh, you are? Okay. Well, never mind. Debunk that there. Um, I love everything with breakfast food minus eggs and i I can eat uh, eggs in certain in certain spaces i can eat a fried egg like one is fine and that's enough um and then i can also do a sonic breakfast burrito because those things are dang good no you are talking to somebody who has gotten like around the holidays full-blown turkey dinner for breakfast while people out when people around you're having bacon and eggs like do not give me that stuff I've had a full plate of hot wings for breakfast rather than touch breakfast food. Um, I'm with you. I will do I will do regular food over breakfast. Um, I don't mind a fried egg. Um, I don't if I'm gonna cook breakfast at home, if people want breakfast, I don't I didn't mind that back in the day. And I used to I did used to like the Chick-fil-A breakfast burrito with the peppers mm-hmm. and the onions and the but I would still I'm with you, I'm not a huge egg person, so I'll pull all the egg off or not all mm-hmm. of it, but a bunch of it off. And I don't like hash browns. I don't like shredded hash browns. Oh, I love them. Potatoes in any form. Now I'm hungry. No, you want breakfast for dinner. I, the I family guys, that family guy scene where Peter goes to Harvard and they're having breakfast for dinner and he calls to rub it in. I'm at the smartest university. They have breakfast for dinner. And Lois is like, hey, you can't have breakfast for dinner. It's just anarchy. And I'm like, <laughs> Lois is my spirit animal at that point. My in-laws used to always do breakfast for dinner. And it drove me nuts. Yeah, it's like the nope. easiest meal of the week. It's so easy. Can't do it. Can't do it. But like, I'm not even like I'm thinking about it. Like, I can do a bagel. I can do like uh, a poppy seed bagel, untoasted. Untoasted. I don't do donuts. I, I hate. Do- I I hate donuts. I'm not a big donut fan. Except munchkin, except munchkins. I like the donut I like holes. Krispy, I do like Krispy Kreme donuts, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'm sorry. You come from the land of Shipley's donuts, and you mentioned Krispy like, Kreme. I don't. I don't like dense donuts. I don't like dense. They're not dense. Shipley's, Shipley's are not are dense. They're denser pillows. Than, they're denser than than. They're glazed. They're glazed. I'm not talking about any other donut. They're glazed donuts. Oh, okay. they're pillows. They're melted glazed but, like pillows. A true Krispy Kreme, like the the airy, warm feeling with the the, the cream flat. in the middle. Too flat. Oh. This is all. This is not starting out. We've well turned tonight. into a food podcast. We have. I could do that, y'all. <laughs> y'all could tell me about your favorite recipes, and then I can veganize them. And uh, <laughs> that's we can anarchy right there. <laughs> What are we here to talk about tonight? 
I would just like to point out before we get into that, Tom artfully glazed over the fact that uh, he he put it in like a side, like I said I wasn't going to admit that on the podcast, and artfully glazed past it, where when he told me that over the weekend, I was so proud of him. So I just want to say that for posterity on microphone, that Tom's little change of heart and Linus moment when it comes to A Christmas Story and the Old Man made me so proud, especially when I heard Ellie and Christine liked it too. Um, Ellie did like it. It doesn't top. It doesn't make my top ten list, but uh, that's fine. I won't. I won't turn off. And the whole reason we watched it is because uh, I wanted Christine to see the new one. And while mm. we were doing it, she's like. I've never actually watched this movie. She said it's been on the background before. I've never actually watched it. And uh, she remembered very few parts of it, surprisingly. Yeah. But Ellie has triple dog dared me to do multiple things since watching it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what? Did she dare you to stick your tongue to a pole? Uh, she did. She did say she was going to do that. She did say she was going to do that. Some things they, they can't wipe clean. Uh, she wait, triple dog she triple dog dared me to get her ice cream and i was like wait that's that's not how this works <laughs> technically i don't think there are any rules to how it works we did um we did get as a family did a real ice cream night and we went to andy's julia oh did you and they have us the santa claus and it is out of this world so Ethan mentioned that actually new seasonal it, release. It has ca- crushed up candy canes and brownies and hot fudge mm-hmm. on it. Sounds I'm gonna good. go on record and say I can't eat ice cream in the winter when it's freezing cold out. Which is funny because I could do real. I only do hot coffee. Like it, it'll be a hundred and ten degrees in the summer, and I'll have that coffee hot. I don't do iced coffee, but I cannot do ice cream in the winter. Huh. I don't really like ice cream in December is a thing for me. Like I love the the winter flavors of ice cream. Namely, more packaged ice cream is sold in the winter than in the summer. Interesting. Yep. I mean, I mean, <laughs> the human race is a weird race. I'll just say that. Yeah, there's some people out there that don't like breakfast food. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> She got you good, Anthony. <laughs> uh, good news. I got y'all's presents today, so I am repackaging them and hopefully getting them in the mail tomorrow. I am also hopefully getting Anthony's in the mail tomorrow. I am hopefully getting both of yours in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> oh, good. We're all on the same page. Oh. That's really all that matters. So Julia, um, you're winning. You're winning Christmas right now, Julia. You. That's you right because one of you at my shop. Your <laughs> Tom, you actually have to send me your address again, please. Um. Yeah. Let's check tomorrow to see when it'll get in because I need to see if I need to send it here or to Houston. Houston. Yep, 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 yep. So. Yeah. Let me know. just let me know. God. Okay. Before we move on, I just want to say this is a perfect encapsulation of how quick the season goes the, yes. the this season has gone because normally i'm pretty good with gifts and getting them out i mean last year i got the or the year before i got them out to you guys by like october you guys have them for so like three early. months yeah yeah we did like the season i don't know and i think it has to do with what tom said last week or maybe julia said it like tom. it's the first really post covid christmas so 
Yeah. All the activities and stuff are making it seem rushed, but man, it boggles my mind. We are like a week from Christmas it's when this fair. episode drops. It is insane. That's right. And I just yeah. hope I just hope because it's the first one, it went fast. And next year it will slow down a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. I have my doubts that'll happen. Me too. I think it's just gonna get faster and faster the more antiquated we all become. I think so too. It's fine for those first like nine months of the year. <laughs> anyway, what are we covering tonight? Besides breakfast foods. Fraggle Rock. Down on Fraggle Rock. So we're we're do of course we've got uh uh uh, there's a a holiday themed episode in HBO's newish Fraggle Rock series. Apple TV's the Fraggle Rock Fraggle Rock return to the rock. uh, Yeah, sorry, it started on HBO. Um, it is now on. You're right. Let's redo that. Uh, Apple TV's new series fraggle rock this is not part of the original canon from hbo but before we jump into that um let's talk about our histories with fraggle rock and um how much we loved it as a kid and which one of us has a terrible opinion anthony you want to go first (laughs) yeah i'll go first i grew up on fraggle rock i love fraggle rock it is not one like so i grew up on all things muppets as a kid eureka's castle i loved growing up fraggle rock i loved growing up but you know uh i was even i mean i'm a lot younger than you guys and this is actually past my time but i remember my sister growing up watching it uh bear in the big blue house and i just remember that oh, bear yeah. that bear looks delightful i just want to give that bear a hug because he <laughs> looks so comfortable and so warm um but i mean the big ones for me were sesame play sesame street and the muppets and those are the two that carried on into the adulthood uh, like I can still name all the Sesame Street Muppets up until that Murray guy came along, and I can still. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I have an irrational hatred for him. Such Whatever. hate. <laughs> um, and I can still name all the Muppets, right? Like I don't know, there's something about those two uh, Muppet properties in particular that I think, between the air play they get and their multiple multitude of specials and movies, uh, but also their sense of humor. I think they're the easiest to transfer over to adult love. Like there's a lot of like adult heart and humor in both of those. I feel uh, mm-hmm. that 
you know, makes that love enduring into adulthood, whether or not you have kids, because I don't have kids and I still love them. Um, Having said that, Fraggle Rock, watching this today, it was a blast from the past. I remember this world and how trippy it was. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed myself. Was it was the special amazing? Is it one I'll watch again? Probably not. But I mean, for half an hour, it was fine. I enjoyed it. They're they're cute enough. Music is fun. I mean, the Jim Henson stuff. I love Jim Henson designs. It was very pretty to look at. Yeah, I grew up watching Fraggle Rock. Um, we didn't have cable at home, so I saw it at friends' houses and at my mom's when I went uh, there. And it was so it was always a treat. It was something cool that I didn't get all the time. Um, so I didn't, I don't, I haven't seen all the episodes, but I, I have a really a fond nostalgia for the show. Um, I always liked, I always liked the Muppet properties. Like Anthony said, the, you know, the stuff that got more airplay, I saw a lot more as a kid and, and I loved, we've covered Muppet stuff before. My affinity runs deep for those you know, Statler, Waldorf, Fozzie Bear. Waka Waka. I was a big fan. Uh, I also like Fraggle Rock. This episode didn't do it for me. Just something wasn't firing for me. I didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, we can, we can get into that. But um, we've got a lot of... I, I did some research here and found uh, some really cool information about Fraggle Rock that I'm excited to share with you all. But before we before uh, we get into Julia's history and you get into all that information, I do just want to give a shout out and say rest in peace, Bob from Sesame Street, who died. The original Bob, who died like a week ago, he was a huge part like of my two weeks childhood. Ago? Yeah, but he was a huge part of my childhood. He was a huge part of the childhood of lots of people before any of us three were born he was an original yeah. cast member and uh when i saw the news it actually really affected me despite the fact he hasn't been on the show for years i just remember him being a quintessential part growing up watching sesame street and uh it made me really sad so may he rest in peace yep what's your history with fraggle rock julia um i'm a big muppets fan i grew up on the muppet movies and sesame street uh fraggle rock I will say, I think my love for Muppets has a lot to do with my brother because my brother was also raised on Muppets and Sesame Street. Um, Fraggle Rock hit a little bit later when I was a kid. Um, so reasonably, it's something I probably should have really loved because it got me at the right age. Um, I have never liked Fraggle Rock. It doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't make me laugh. It's odd to a point where I can't connect with it. Um, and I like oh. odd things. But... So I was just never a Fraggle Rock fan. And if it came on TV, I turned it off. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a Grinch when it comes to Fraggle Rock. Um, and so you had the audacity to make a snide comment about people who don't like breakfast. I did. Um, I also liked Eureka's Castle, which is also very curious because Eureka's Castle was more for kids your age than kids my age yeah. but that's um, how, those... i think that's how i felt about bear in the big blue house that came after yeah, my time but i really was, liked that yeah. yeah i liked those uh stone singing fish in the beginning of eureka's castle and they had me at the beginning and then grab me and can never let me go um but yeah, i like Fred the Rock bat the blue funny. bat guy yeah i, yeah. I 
I enjoyed Eureka's Castle. Um, so tonight was fine. It just reminded me um, how trippy is the right word? How trippy Fraggle Rock is. And how much I don't really like properties that take things that we understand as humans and put different words to it. I really hate that. <laughs> I know that's a deficit so like on my on my part, but I don't like it when people make nonsense words up to mean something that I already have a real word to replace. So you didn't like uh, just to piggyback off that because that's interesting sure. to me. You didn't like in Harry Potter, Arthur Weasley's like misinterpretation of all things muggle what things were for and mispronunciations and stuff and that's a mispronunciation and misinterpretation of a real thing he was trying to understand what the real thing was in fraggle rock it's like oh, it's their language <laughs> yeah right it's not that they're trying to come up with what it's called they literally call it that and i don't yeah. like that okay. <laughs> six five four pickle two, yeah i'm like one. yeah that's we yeah okay I'll, I'll give you that julia um i will say listeners we were talking off camera for a bit before we start recording and me and julia and maybe tom are on the same page that sprocket the dog is delightful he is I so love sprocket. did you know so fraggle rock was developed with an international um audience in mind mm-hmm well, I mean, isn't the isn't it technically right. supposed to take place uh in like Ireland or something? I thought the guy owned a lighthouse. I just assumed Ireland, Newfoundland, somewhere like that. Like one it's of those not, stormy islands. No. Um, so it was created by teams in New York and London, taped in Toronto, and they broadcast it in 90 countries in 13 <clears throat> languages. Um, those of us who see like in um in the US and Australia. New Zealand, the Netherlands, Ireland, Scandinavia, Spain, and Eastern Europe had Doc and Sprocket. Uh, British audiences, though, got to know who they called the captain, which is a retired sailor, and Sprocket, who live in a lighthouse. Oh, yeah, they even and shot whole new different scenes and everything, right? In France, Doc is a chef with a dog named uh, Croquet. Oh, nice. <laughs> but all the same dog, Muppet. Yeah, but they just yes. they, they recorded it differently. When Hen Jim Henson pitched this idea for the show to HBO, and by the way, this was the first HBO original series, and HBO attributes a lot of their future success to Fraggle Rock. Oh, interesting. Did y'all read how he pitched it? I did not. Enlighten me. Uh, when Jim Henson pitched the show to HBO, he simply said it was a show for kids that would end war in the end war. And HBO ordered the series on the spot with no more context than that. I get it. I mean, the, if you look at all the Jim Henson properties, Muppets, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, Eureka's Castle, they should all, I think they all fall into that category, theoretically. They're about acceptance, yeah. right? That's a big thing with Jim Henson's Muppets and creations. It is. And this was one of the shows... Um, after yeah after dark crystal and labyrinth premiered at the moscow film festival fraggle rock sold to russian television and it became the first american series to broadcast behind the iron curtain huh i wonder if it's still broadcast there maybe uh 
Mr. Putin should watch a few episodes. They said, uh, we always joke that Fraggle Rock led to the end of the Cold War. By the end of the year, as the, chef, as the show's lessons of tolerance and understanding wafted through the airwaves, the Berlin Wall came down. It's pretty powerful. That's... I don't really like it, though. <laughs> It's it's the it's the Rankin Bass of the Muppet Universe. And Julius it is the Rankin Bass of the Muppet Universe. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Oh. Tom they, or Julia, did you guys watch this special with the young ones? I I watched this special in the same room as my fluey little boy who is watching another special on his iPad. Um, I volunteered as tribute. He was watching Mr. Bean. <laughs> Actually, he was watching Mr. Bean. Uh, we got to get that Christmas one on the list, by the way. <laughs> he, it's the animated Mr. Bean he was watching. Oh, okay. uh, they love Mr. Bean. But um, he was watching that. And and so I'm like, oh, this is a good opportunity for me to watch Fraggle Rock. And so I did. Um, where, did y'all watch it in the presence of other children or spouses and they happen to like it or hate it? Um, it didn't move my family at all. We watched it uh, at dinner. I wanted to watch. I watched it the other day passively, and I wanted to actually watch it today before we did this mm-hmm. uh, recording. And so after we lit the Advent wreath and did our Advent reading readings at dinner, we uh, turned it on, and it was weird because Ellie didn't laugh at all. Oh, I didn't laugh at all. The woozles didn't make her laugh at all. Is that the little things? No, that's what the fraggles were originally called until they learned that Winnie the Pooh already had creatures called woozles. Heffalumps and woozles, yeah. I um, watched this alone while Sarah and Larry were out on a walk because Sarah hates all things Muppets. All things Muppets. Mm. She can't stand the Muppets at all. She has some love for certain sesame street characters because everyone grows up in sesame street right but like muppets proper she cannot stand she doesn't find them funny at all (laughs) so i watch this alone that makes about as much sense to me as people who like breakfast for dinner (laughs) that's That's like people who don't like breakfast i had to beat you to it julia (laughs) (laughs) does she like big bird is that a is that a muppet she likes i don't think i don't think she likes i think she always like bert and ernie oh well i mean that's a solid choice big bird i would question i like Big big bird i do too i do too He's the he's the he's the benevolent culture of Sesame Street. Uh, but don't worry, Tom. Don't worry, Tom. Listeners will remember two of us on this show were not rooting for Big Bird to freeze to death and Christmas Eve on Sesame Street when he was out locked out on the roof in the snow. <laughs> I feel like I'm really disappointing Mike Westfall a lot tonight. <laughs> and that bothers me a little bit. <laughs> Well, Mike, for the record, in case you can't tell, we really could have used We really <laughs> needed you tonight, man. <laughs> Dude, I got this. I got y'all. You do. I'm actually coming. I'm actually coming researched for once. <laughs> I would have. I... Mike Westfall, if you're listening, next time you know a Muppet special is coming up, 
you should totally play a prank on us and edit the Wikipedia page in advance and see how many wrong facts oh my we gosh. rattle off. We rattle off. That's such a good idea. <laughs> he should absolutely do that. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a this there was a development in the way that the, we talked about Big Bird. There was a development in the way the characters work. So with Big Bird, that's a real human inside of Big Bird, and um, the the puppeteer within Big Bird would have to use one hand to operate the mouth. And I didn't know this, but only one one of his arms was free to move. So if you go watch Sesame Street, Big Bird only uses one of his arms. The other one's kind of like a vestibular appendage, <laughs> almost. <laughs> um, so, but what they would did with the Gorgs in this, it would they used instead of having one person tied up like that, they 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 had two people. There would be one actor in the costume moving around and and controlling controlling the costume, uh, controlling the puppet, and then they would have a puppeteer doing voice. And that person would use a radio, a remote control to control the face. Huh. Hmm. It's interesting. So the characters were able to be more expressive because the person who was operating the remote control could see the the face. So makes sense. They yeah. were very expressive. They were very expressive. So what's the name of the episode we're covering tonight? Night of There's the Lights. Only one. And it almost the way it looks in IMDB is almost like a truck, like a proper christmas special it did yes. but i didn't find it to be one <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is debatable for sure um but i just want to ask before we do this did I, anthony it was would have been more of your time well i guess not no it would have been ours too it was late 80s did, did either of y'all watch the animated series saturday morning uh, animated series Fraggle Rock? i don't even know if i remember there was an animated series I think I had a coloring book, but I didn't watch it. It was short-lived. Yeah, I do remember the periphery, like the the Mm -hmm. peripherals of of Fraggle Rock. Yeah. What were your, so Julia, um, since you don't like Fraggle Rock, nobody really cares about your opinion here. Um, Anthony, what would, what, you you were a big fan of, of Doc and Sprocket. What were you, but which puppets did you like the most besides Sprocket? Uh, I like the little guys and the construction hats, the really tiny guys. The doozers? The doozers, yeah. And I always remember the big guys who lived outside on the island who were like, who looked like Sweetums, kind of, from uh, the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> were those um, the Morgs? Yes. And I'll say this as well. The, the best part about Fraggle Rock for me, even now, besides Sprocket and Doc, who uh, had that amazing cameo in Sesame Street Christmas when they just wanted a quiet Christmas and they all showed up the Muppet Family uh-huh. Christmas yeah. um, the song the theme song is the theme song slaps I don't care if you like the show or not the theme song it absolutely is does get stuck in your head very you catchy know, the, love it it, it yep. had different endings they oh, changed did the it? endings to it mm-hmm. like what do you the mean Simpsons? the it wasn't always it didn't always end with the same words Huh. Oh, Never I didn't noticed. know that. <laughs> yeah, there were five <laughs> different endings <laughs> for the opening, uh, with each of the main fraggles saying down at Fraggle Rock. They were meant to be oh, alternative. They were originally alternative endings, but uh, the one with Boober was the one they consistently used. Hmm. 
They also have one episode where Wembley said the ter- talks of, uh, in the episode called the the terrible tunnel, um, and one where Gobo does it called Finger of Light. I so the thing that we- weirded uh, not weirded me out the thing that always confused me about Fraggle Rock I assumed all of these Muppet shows took place in the same universe right and clearly they do they all converge in a Muppet Family Christmas if if Doc and Sprocket know the Muppets can exist in Sesame Street why do the Fraggles have to hide hmm I don't know that's probably a stupid question and Mike Westfall's literally probably banging his head on his desk right now but like what's the deal I don't get it are they just like I don't get it I don't I I don't understand the premise why they have to hide I, when I when Fozzie Bear is literally playing nightclubs in Las Vegas like what's the deal here it doesn't feel like the same universe at all but we know it is but it doesn't feel like it is no. and honestly it, I think that's it, part of my it feels more fantasy ish oh wow, it's straight up fantasy yeah, but so was Eureka's Castle, and that, but that was more traditional fantasy, right? That felt like a fairy tale, not like this yes. odd, whatever it is, with people building with clear toothpicks. I was always so confused by the buildings. What are they building? Like I remember that from a child, not so much from this one, but it, this one brought it back. That what are they called? Doozers. What do they build? What are they making the whole time? Dozers, doozers. We don't know. I assume they're happening. I assume they're mining, not making. But but there's those clear structures in the background. Oh. It's like they build stuff with plastic straws. And they're like super obsessive. And I never understood growing up, like, what are they building? To what end are we building these things with plastic straws that are shiny, that look like glass? It used to remind me of the kryptonite crystals from the original Superman. Honestly, I yeah. love the original Superman. It's one of my favorites. And whenever, every time I watched Fraggle Rock, I'm like, oh, they're building with the kryptonite crystals, except they're obviously not green. They're clear. But I never. Well, that's why green. they're hiding from Doc. They're building Superman's new Fortress of Solitude. Julia solved it. Okay, there's there so much answer. nonsense that Superman would not put up with. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop talking. I'm a little negative for tonight's episode. <laughs> Please continue. Uh, let's jump through the cast, shall we? One of yes. them was totally Gonzo, wasn't he? The voice, Gobo Fraggle, Gobo Fraggle, and Sprocket is played by John Tartaglia. John Tartaglia um, has done other things within this universe. He was in the Splash and Bubbles, White Beard, Coral Day, a Splash. He was in the Johnny and the Sprites, a very spritey holiday where he played Johnny. He was in a Sesame Street Christmas Carol, Elmo's Happy Holidays, and Elmo Saves Christmas. I just want to say one last thing about Sprocket here since he just went through his voice actor. As a kid, I was obsessed with Sprocket on this show. And the big, and maybe one of you can help me out with the name. What was the name of the big orange and white dog on Sesame Street? Big white dog. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, both of those guys, I was obsessed with as a kid. I just wanted to spend a day playing with both of them. Like, yes. 
Yeah, to the point, like, yeah, if I could have could have had one wish for a while, like, they just look so cuddly. You just want to play with them, like, run around with them. And now as an adult, I still love them, but I think to myself, man, that dog needs a lot of grooming and would shed everywhere. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> uh, John Tartaglia is a puppeteer who has been involved with Elmo for several years. He was a voice <laughs> on some of the favorite songs he was the muppet the voice in cinder elmo he's played quite a few muppet characters he's done elmo ernie oscar the grouch um so it's funny as you're looking at his imdb you go through all of these muppets muppet sesame street elmo elmo sex in the city uh, <laughs> <laughs> well what who did he play on sex in the city Gerard Wayne, he was a restaurant waiter and uncredited. He was the voice of Pinocchio, the Magic Mirror, and the drug- Dragon Puppeteer in Shrek the Musical. Hmm. He was had an episode of on Ugly Betty. Math Bites, he was a singer on The Equalizer. He was on Redheads Anonymous. So I have a fun fact about Ugly Betty that I just learned. Because I just read and finished the oral history of the Big Bang Theory, which is a fantastic book. So Howard was not Simon Helberg, whatever his name was, was not the first choice for Howard. Who was? Kevin Sussman, who would be cast as Stuart. They cast him as they cast him in everything because he was on Ugly Betty at the time, recurring character as a boyfriend or something. He was just written off the show, but the network was so vindictive. They told the writers, write him back on. We're not releasing him from his contract at a rival network. So they kept him. Oh my gosh. So they kept him. CBS recast the role of Howard and the rest is history. But they liked him so much. That's why they eventually wrote the character of Stuart for him. And they gave Stuart more and more of a role. But imagine being that vindictive. Like, that's like... Yeah, that's like a whole nother level. Yep. Wow. Speaking of a whole nother level, Red Fraggle is played by Karen Prell. Is that his Uh, name? Red? Yes. Hmm. Red Fraggle is played by Karen Prell, who was on the original Muppet show. Did Muppets... Was in Muppets Take Manhattan as Frank the Dog and Yolanda the Rat. The Tale of Bunny Picnic was multiple roles in The Labyrinth, played The Worm, The Junk Lady, and Fiore 2. She had multiple roles on Fraggle Rock, was in a Muppet Family Christmas, uh, did some stints on Sesame Street as well. Does it say who she was in a Muppet Family Christmas? Because I didn't think there were any Fraggles in that, so she must have been playing a different Muppet. Red red fraggle and maureen the mink so there were fraggles in that i didn't think there were interesting red fraggle was in it Hmm. she was a puppeteer in muppet treasure island was in sesame street 4d and then has been since 1980 she's been on sesame street um in 42 episodes and then in 13 episodes of the new fraggle rock series playing red and icy joe mookie fraggle is played by Donna Kimball. Donna Kimball's career started back in the early 90s in a, sh- a movie called Bikini Beach Race. She was on the TV series like a good one. Key West, Moon Over Miami, 
She was in the TV movie Shame to the Secret, the TV series Jellybean Jungle. She was a waitress in Patch Adams. She was on the Mr. Potato Head show as a puppeteer. She was Snookums on Greg the Bunny, was in Catch Me If You Can. She was a puppet in the TV series Angel. She was a reporter in Jarhead. She's been on the TV. She was on the TV show Pajanimals, Sid the Science Kid. Shout out to Snookums on Greg the Bunny. Greg the Bunny was an adult comedy on Fox for a while, starring people living side by side with washed up Muppets. And it starred uh, (laughs) Eugene Levy, Seth Green, Sarah Silverman. They were producing a children's TV show with all these washed up Muppets, but it was like an adult show. It was funny. Last one season. Highly irreverent and very funny. Um, she was on, she's been Mookie for uh, since they rebooted Fraggle Rock. She was on American Housewife as a puppeteer, and she is the voice of Franny from a TV show called Word Party. That is one of my least favorite things Ellie has ever enjoyed watching. And she's got a few roles on the new Slumberkins TV show. Huh. On the Slumberkins, uh, sounds familiar. We sell them in our shop. Um, they're these amazing stuffed animals that help people help kids deal with like big emotions or traumatic experiences. We've got Wimbley Fraggle, who is played by Jordan Lockhart. Jordan has been um, he's on a TV show called Totally Random. What the fuzz? He's best known for High Opie. He was a Vulcan in Star Trek Discovery. He was at the vet clinic in Schitt's Creek. He's in a new short called Scaly and plays Nevermore. Bober Fraggle and Uncle Traveling Matt is played by Dave Goals. Not to be confused with Dave Grohl. Dave Goals is uh, Gonzo, though, right? Yeah, that would be him. Dave Goal is Gonzo. So we and all he, know. He did not change the voice at all. It sounded exactly didn't like even try. Gonzo. He's the one with he, no eyes, right? Uh, he's the fraggle with the hat. Yes, yes. And the red hair. Okay, cool. Um, he. I'm glad Julia brought that up because as a kid, I always thought to myself, "How can he see?" He just can. His first role was in the Parent Trap, the Haley Mills one, and then started with, um. Muppets, we've covered him when we did Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. So, if you want to know more about him, go to back to that. And did y'all recognize the voice of Jamdalyn? No. Yep. Who was it? Right away. It was David Davy Diggs. Diggs. Davy Diggs. Oh. Big fan of Davy Diggs. Davy Diggs was uh, Jefferson and Lafayette. In Hamilton, he was on Blackish. He was a counselor on Law and Order SVU. A bum. He, had... <laughs> bum, bum, bum. he was on the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He was on the TV show The Mayor, Wonder. He was the voice of Doss in Ferdinand, 2017 cartoon. He was in Blind Spotting. He had a one time role on Bojack Horseman. He was the voice of Mouse in Green Eggs and Ham. He was in the TV series Star Wars Resistance as Norath Kev. 
He was mm. Douglas and Jesse on Bob's Burgers. Like we said, he was Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton. He was the voice of Paul in the movie Soul. He was in Blackish and Mixish. He was the cyborg voice in DC's League of Super Pets. He's been on Central Park, Star Trek Prodigy. He's in the TV show Snowpiercer and then in this role. Mm. So those are all of our big. That's our big cast. I'm glad to see the Hamilton Broadway actors getting such good roles on TV and in movies nowadays. Leslie Odom Jr. now has a recurring role on Abbott Elementary. He does. Abbott Elementary is. And it's the funniest current it's the funniest show running right now that and ghosts agreed um davi diggs is absolutely unbelievable and blackish he plays her mm-hmm. very hippie dippy he plays the the main character's hippie dippy brother who comes and stays with them and uh example like <laughs> when the they're getting ready to have a a, a baby he brings a birthing tub inflatable birthing tub that he and his sister were born in that has apparently been outside for years oh my gosh <laughs> and is offended that she doesn't want to use it as a birthing tub anyway um, <laughs> let's walk through this show we open up with lots of singing we've got the song going and they put two of these um christmas or these light what do they call them light uh glow something like grapes or something were they are they grapes grapes glow grapes together and the whole place lights up and then looked beautiful let's admit production design did a very good job in this series in this show whether or not we liked it it did look nice but it did not look holiday or festive holiday festive at all to me and... I will politely disagree. I thought it looked very festive. It didn't to me either. Okay. Uh, we When they do, we find out why all these lights are on. This is the darkest night of the year. And one of the characters goes nuts screaming about how darkness is bad. You go away, blah, blah, blah. Which automatically makes it not Christmas. Because the darkest night of the year is a few nights before Christmas. Just well, we mm. we soon learn, um, we soon learn it's not a Christmas episode, but a an all encompassing holiday episode of all the things, right? Anyway, so yeah, it's a Chris Kwanzaa episode. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Kwanzaa. I, like I like that. that. Well done. So they're singing, they're celebrating, they're so excited that, you know, it's this, it's this feast. They have a, a light cake that somebody makes, which is essentially a fruit cake that nobody wants to eat, which is, um, (laughs) I guess their attempt to. It's like a root cake. A root cake. That was it. Thank you. Root cake. And it looked disgusting. Nobody wanted to eat Is root veggies like their thing? They were like beets and stuff? Uh, I would I assume so because they live underground, right? Yep. Yeah. It just there seemed to be lots of like beat related stuff in the flashbacks and there really are. Okay. All right. I love a beat. I'm not discriminating. What 
so we've got this celebration. Everybody's around. All of the Fraggles are here. One of the Fraggles goes above ground to study weird humans. Oh, is it this Uncle Traveler Fraggle guy? Tra of Traveler Matt. Yep. Where do the other? Where does this? Where does the search party go out? What are they? What are they doing, y'all? They're following the old Fraggle. Uh huh. Uh, and they get pretty... he's, he remembers this whole this night that it was not just like the night of the lights lights it was like literally the brightest lights he's ever seen in his entire life and he remembered it and it was amazing and awesome and don't they also want to see it so they all follow him and, and how and they he's a little senile so like red calls this out almost immediately she's like i'm a little concerned that we're doing this. Plus she has this whole side story, but the one with no eyes, what's his, who's it? Goober? Gober? Boober? <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> I'm sorry. What's his name? With the, with the low hat. Gober? Gober. 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 He's like, he's real stressed. And that actually was a part that made me laugh when he, he re-articulates exactly what the plan is. Oh, we're following the senile old man to see these lights that I'm pretty sure don't exist. And this is actually what we're doing. And they're like, yeah, that's what we're doing. And he's like, okay, just wanted to reiterate that. Well, the senile right. old man, by the way, looks like Gandalf. He does. <laughs> he does. He's and got even a long... when he's a little kid, he's got a long beard. And that was cute, too. Actually. <laughs> I, I was like the that. youngest. I was the youngest <laughs> Fraggle with a, with a small beard. <laughs> But yes, they're all following him. Um, and then we have Red, who's stressed on the side because in in a very familiar holiday situation, okay? Like, I think we've all probably been there where you get a gift from somebody, which in this case, she probably should have expected she was going to get a gift. But she got a gift from her friend and it's a super thoughtful painting of her, like, very kind took some time present and red's She's... like oh yeah i totally got you something too i just need to go wrap it and obviously she hasn't so like she's up a creek with no paddle she was gonna say let's not do gifts and she's like mm -hmm. you know how we do gifts for each other great idea let's do extra special gifts this year mm -hmm. yeah so she's stressed the whole time because she's yep. like i gotta get her this thing something uh yeah they talk about uncle guy right traveling uncle matt mm -hmm. yeah who stumbles upon people celebrating hanukkah diwali wasn't it yeah and he says um you know in his voiceovers he, he talks about how the people night of the lights is celebrated in every culture Mm -hmm. It's their own version of Night of the Lights. Mm -hmm. And it was very uh, Fraggle Rock. It was educational about all these different holidays and, you know, educational the Fraggle way. He didn't really under, he got the gist of what it was, but to Julia's uh, ire, he didn't <laughs> get names or terminology correct. No. I am, no. I'm less critical about him not knowing the ins and outs of Kwanzaa and Diwali, right. That I am him replacing a number with pickle. Like it, it's just, and it's just known. And that's annoying to me. That's really right. obnoxious. The, I don't care. The idea, that. the idea that, that they don't understand anything and they're trying to make sense of it. That's funny. 
The idea yeah. that three is pickle is obnoxious. Yes, it's stupid. I don't care for it. I agree with Julia. Um, I liked the walk through the different um holiday celebrations though and how light contributes to each one. That was nice. I like that. That felt like I Sesame too. Street. That's what I was gonna say. Remind me of those segments in Sesame Street where, you know, they take a break from the Muppets and you learn something about, mm-hmm. you know, whatever topic yep. they're covering that day. Yeah. Um, but eventually on their journey, right, in the present leads to the Northern Lights. It does. That's the brightest lights he ever saw. Was the Northern Lights in the sky. Which is a bucket list item. Bucket list item for sure. Is so funny. A colleague of mine at work just got back from Iceland and he said, we didn't really see the Northern Lights. It was overcast. But when you took a picture of what we were sort of seeing, the color showed up in the picture. And I was like, you need, you need to make another trip so you can actually see it for real. Yeah, my cousin um, and his wife went last year and it was overcast the whole time. They didn't get to see him. You apparently have to like be very like... I mean, there's really no way to schedule it, but like it yes. happens. I, I was reading online that it happens to a lot of people. Like, yeah, because I mean, the weather in general there can get very like overcast and gloomy. Yes. But... And everybody sees the Northern Lights. It's not just the the troop of traveling fraggles. It's also the the little things that build with straws. Doozers. Doozers. I want to call them dozers. And and the doozers are so touched by it that they even take a break from building whatever they're building. Right, which they don't do ever. I thought they we never agreed do. it was the Fortress of Solitude. It's the Fortress of Solitude. They're taking Thank a break you. from putting together jor <laughs> crystals for Superman to talk to. <laughs> um, and then the, the ogres that live on top of the land also take a break. And so question, they're not ogres, but whatever they're called. What are they called? Gorgs. Sweetums family, Gorgs, Gorgs, the Sweetums family. Wow, um, y'all are really under research, y'all. Is the da- <laughs> I, I have a hall pass in that I do not enjoy this. Um, do the parents of the young Gorg are they always mean like that? Like the yes. dad's kind of mean. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's kind of crummy. They're kind of like, like decorated... villains to the Fraggles. Okay, that's what I thought. But is the young one a villain to the Fraggles as well? Because he seems like not as awful as his parents. Couldn't tell you. Maybe he is. <laughs> so he decorates their house for Christmas with lights and stuff. And the dad pulls a total Christmas vacation and is like, you know, the little lights aren't twinkling, you know, anyway, <laughs> but the North, the lights cut out because he overloaded the circuit or whatever. And the Northern lights are on and they actually have a nice little family moment there, but shaded by a jaded comment from his dad. Like, you know, this is, this is better. Like he didn't do anything. It's, just, it's a natural right. phenomenon anyway. So, but everybody enjoys the Northern lights. They do for the night of lights. For the night of lights. That's right. Yep. Did anybody else feel like you were watching a much better version, right? Of um, the Star Wars Christmas special. Life day. You didn't get any life day vibes. 
I felt I thought this felt much more closer to our holidays than life day does. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's it, you can compare the quality of the two at all because life day was just terrible. But I think it's just the the fact that it's a not real holiday they're celebrating. Mm-hmm. It takes place at the same time as Christmas, right? And you're supposed to tether that to our own knowledge of actual real existing holidays in our spaces that also irritated me (laughs) i'm a real grinch i mean your words yeah my words they're right though julia colburn i uh i there were some sweet moments here at the end um like sprocket and the new i guess lighthouse woman uh Kissing through the iPad, mm. <laughs> wishing, yeah. wishing yeah, each other a Merry cute. Christmas. Mm-hmm. That was cute. And then, to, cute. how did that one storyline resolve with the gifts? They gave each other a big hug at the end. Yeah, I mean, she fesses up. She's she, like, "Yeah, yep. when I said I was going to get you something, I just really wasn't planning on it." But you know, we can be friends forever. It what was a Sesame out. Street resolution. <laughs> What what a cop out! If you, if I said you guys gifts and your gift in return was friendship, I'd be like, "This that that's it." I'm out. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> the song was the songs were catchy. The songs were catchy. I mean, Fraggle Rock always had very good songs, music. Yeah, and I, I think that's did. that's the common denominator between all Jim Henson properties. They really know. Yeah how to knock the music out of the park they did that for sure that's yeah everything even we talked about this even like emmett otters when i didn't like it the music was still it's an earworm yeah i mean tell me there there, there was you're not singing ain't no hole in the washtub i was about to say i was about to say there was no ain't no hole in the washtub in the special no (laughs) Oh, we gonna rank it? Let's well, rank it. So clearly, ranking. we don't we don't think it's a Christmas special. No, no, I don't think so. I want before we rank it. I'm gonna ask: Are y'all gonna watch it again? No, I'm a no. Uh, why would I when they had the bells of Fraggle Rock or something from the original run that we will eventually cover on the show? Mm. Much to Julia's uh. Life. I might like that more. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So, what would y'all give it? Three. Two. Two. And, and you liked it more than Julia, or at least like the property more than Julia. I do like yeah, the property I more, but higher I than you. Didn't enjoy this at all. <laughs> I'll give it a five, which gives us a 3.33. Seems fair to me. Sorry, Mike Westfall. <laughs> Mike, I feel like when you, if you had come on, you could have maybe gotten Julia and all of us to appreciate it a little more and have bumped that score up like maybe half a point. It's a possibility. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? S- side note, Mike, you really should have your own Muppets like podcast in addition to yes. at the Calendar House because. I would listen to that all day, every day. Yep. 
I would never be on it though. No. Never be on it. <laughs> uh guys, this was a perfect audition tape to come on to discuss Fraggle Rock with him. <laughs> we failed epically, y'all. We really did. <laughs> where can listeners let us know what Grinch Julia was for once and how much the rest of us well everyone but Tom so me and Julia were under researched under prepared um, be sure to let us know your thoughts on breakfast foods and breakfast for dinner and Fraggle Rock and <laughs> how your Christmas is and all the other good things at tis the podcast at linktree.com slash tis the podcast uh, check out Patreon for bonus content also at linktree.com slash there's a podcast and i mean <laughs> let us know how your christmas is y'all for next week's episode next week we are uh covering the santa clauses the entire series all six episodes um which you know i mean it's perfect for a post-christmas thing because like the elves sing right santa's back and christmas is done and elves just want to have fun so oh (laughs) so (laughs) i am looking forward to discussing it with y'all whatever wherever we all fall on it just because it's a that'll be a if you thought this one was under like that episode will have passionate feelings one way or another. Let's put it that way. Since we are invested in a whole series there. Mm-hmm. And and adore the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I will say our friend Santa Matt of North Pole Radio thinks it's the best installment since the original. We'll see. Those are big words. I think I am falling there too. Spoiler alert. Yeah, let us know what y'all think. Um... Yeah, so the Santa Claus is next week to start that countdown to Christmas 2023 and the week after that, Mickey saves Christmas. So we're going forward into the Disney realm the next few weeks. So. Bye. Merry Christmas, y'all. You see it in the air The light is Watch the light grow bright And if you only knew You'd hurry up, get here soon So I can't barely wait to celebrate this holiday So gather round The glow surrounds each warm embrace On a night of the Day. All the 